Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hello, welcome to the Video Games Now podcast. Uh, this episode, we're going to talk about loot boxes, DLC, and console exclusives. And of course, I'm joined by the nitty and gritty jack-of-all-trades gaming Sorry, Jack of All Chains Gamer, I just screwed up your title here. Will. Hi, guys. And uh, the guy who's built like a brick shit house, the mean and lean, Mark, a.k.a. Pex. Hey, how's it going, everyone? All right, so, uh, yeah, like I said, DLC, we'll, we'll probably start by talking about some bad DLC, and uh, then we're going to talk about some good DLC, and then we'll, you know, discuss uh, dis- discuss that kind of stuff, so... Let us know in the comments and uh, and uh, on our social media what you guys think and uh, what your thoughts on the podcast, please. And uh, we're going to get started right now. Now. All right, so uh, Will, you want to take it away with the, uh, with the DLC stuff? So let's talk about... Actually, let's start it off with bad DLC. It's always better to do the bad before the good. Now, I'm going to bring up one of my most hated DLCs. I'm betting you guys haven't played it. Maybe Mark has. Um, Elder Scrolls Oblivion. They literally had... I can't. I don't even remember how much it was. I just know it was a ridiculous amount. And all it was was bloody horse armor. Horse armor for your mount. And I'm pretty sure it was $15. And there is no perks. There is nothing. There is no perks. It was literally just to make your horse look like he was wearing armor. Yeah, that uh, sounds pretty bad. You you already had the horse. You already had everything. You just wanted the armor, eh? Yeah, it was one of the worst purchases I've made, and uh, I still regret it to this day. Because what would I have bought with that fifteen dollars? I could have even put that towards another game. <laughs> yeah. Um. There's a lot of those cosmetic-looking DLC things that, like, it, like you're t- in the last podcast we did that came out on Sunday. You're talking about the skin for that gun that was sixty thousand dollars. It's like, <laughs> I'd rather spend money on like you know anything else, but <laughs> but a skin. So, I like I'm a fan of DLC that actually like gives you some more content or adds like time or hours to the game. I, it's 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 pointless to me. It's like. Uh, why spend even more money when it just all it does is change like the one little look like for me it's kind of crazy 
Yeah, if there's any, you know, if if it was like a super rare item, it's like, oh, it's going to boost your stats like crazy, crazy good. Then I'm, I'm all for spending money for that. Yeah, right? And, uh, yeah, so go ahead, Will. Yeah, um, literally, I think cosmetic di- items nowadays, if it's li- only cosmetic, it shouldn't be that expensive. Uh, DLC should be split between cosmetic and actual game enhancing. That's actually a really good point, but uh, you can also like bring up Fortnite, like, like, like I don't know about you, Rodney or Will, but like I don't really care. Like I get that random girl, I'm totally fine with that. It's like I hate that games that like nickel and dime you for every and like Fortnite's prime example. It's really super fun, but like I don't care about my guy wearing a flag or or like any of the other stuff that you can get. I feel like I'm working for ABC again, where I have to get approved to get a stapler. You know. All right, so. What about uh, games like games that do it right? I guess let's just uh, touch on that for for a moment. What uh, is there any game that sticks out in your mind that uh, does DLC right? I guess there is tons of games that do DLC right, but if we're talking right now, are we talking adding to the game or a whole nother like part to the game? What do you guys? Well, um. I guess one example of a game that kind of did it right was I really liked the first um, Halo 2 map expansion pack. Yeah, added content, added a bunch of stuff, new weapons, vehicles. I, I, yeah, that was probably one of the ones that did it right. Uh, another one is Assassin's Creed, the, the newest one, Origins. Don't have any problems with that. Content is awesome. Yeah, if you build a good foundation to your game, like like Origins was he- enormous. Like there was multiple, multiple hours of gameplay there. It makes me. It makes my purchasing the DLC worth my time, and and effort, I guess. Yeah, I think um, as you said, Assassin's Creed Origins, but we can't forget about all the other Assassin's Creed. All of them had DLC that expanded that game's universe. Um, so I'm gonna say pretty much Ubisoft does it right. What do you guys like? What do you think? Yeah, I I agree. Ubisoft. Um, I mean, most of the Ubisoft games I play that have DLC are good. And, I, you know, if they're like, hey, yeah, buy, you know, a couple extra missions or a couple extra things, I'm like, sure, yeah, why not? <laughs> you know, I, I, whereas a game like, oh, well, we, we rag on Destiny a lot, but Destiny just or, is not a good <laughs> DLC. Type. Like, that fir- the first game made me so mad because I had to buy, you had to buy the game for 60 or $70 or whatever it was. And then you had to buy all the expansions, which were also like $60, $70. It's like, what, why? <laughs> Yeah, I don't really want to revisit Destiny. Um, I'm even a little upset with number two. And, uh, I won't uh, bring that up uh, right now. Uh, maybe we'll bring it up if uh, I get over my love-hate re- relationship. Uh, Mark, have you... Uh, no, I was never a big fan of Destiny. Um, not enough story there to keep me engaged. Um, I like first-person shooters. That one, for some reason, never really grabbed me, pulled me in, any of that. Wasn't the biggest fan. Um, one of the ones that actually I wanted to touch on that I didn't really like was Battlefront 2. Like, amazing game, too short, not enough in it, and, um, I mean, we'll touch on that a little later with the loot boxes and stuff like that, but, again, for the DLC parts of it, it was, I, wasn't enough there for me. Um, well, the one thing there is that DLC that they did release, if you're talking about the story mode, yes, okay, I see that nod, um, it was free DLC, 
So literally all they were doing was just adding to the content they've already provided. We didn't have to pay a thing for it. Yeah, and, and even like multiplayer expansions, I'm kind of not really into. Like I haven't downloaded a lot of DLC in my whole video game career, but because uh, I just don't see the value in most of it. You know, like sure, you get a couple of extra maps on Halo or sure, you get a couple of, you know, equipment items like you know it just doesn't seem worth it to me most of the time you never downloaded any of the multiplayer maps for halo no i i uh, i was fine with the ones that came out with the game honestly like they were fun and um yeah like halo reach i like the best multiplayer maps out of any of them and then they i think they came out with a few more i can't quite remember that was at the end of the, the 360s life uh, span anyway so but uh, uh the dlc i have downloaded was like zelda Obviously, which it was really good, the DLC for that, because there was just this empty feeling I had at the end of the game that was like, I want, I want more Zelda Breath of the Wild, and then they're like, here, take it, <laughs> and I'm like, oh, this is what I want. So how were those two? Uh, how were those two expansions? I I don't have a Switch or didn't get to touch on the Breath of the Wild. How were they? Uh, the the first DLC that came out introduced uh, the I can't remember what it was called, but it was the Master Sword trial thing. So you go back to where you got the Master Sword, put the Master Sword to the pedestal, and then you do these trials. So there's three different like levels. So the first ones you have to defeat. Uh, I think it was like 13 pe people or something in a row, or 13 floors. Like it was very similar to you played Wind Waker, I'm sure. Oh yeah. Yeah. So it, where you go in and you do the floors. Right, you have to beat one floor and then you get to the next floor, and you have to go. It's similar to that, but you start with no gear, no weapons, no nothing. So it's super, it's hard, and then there's different like difficulties. So the first one's super easy, middle one's like ridiculous, and the the last one's really really hard. But each one that you fi that you finish, your master sword gains some more power. See, to me, that's not that's that's good. That's not enough though. That's just like a little maybe hour dungeon that you kind of do and does that take you back to hyrule by the way the breath of the wild yeah yeah it, it's um yeah it's hyrule and it's there was a great war calamity or whatever the 100 years ago and link got injured and then he got put in this like chrono chronogenic like freezer thing i guess and he uh went to sleep for 100 years and healed and then he came back and then he has no memory of what's going on um i don't know about a chronogenic sleep but i think you're talking cryogenic yeah, you know my grand. I didn't pass English class, so you know. Uh, but yeah, the the but the DLC on top of that for the first one, they also had a, a ton of because I mean masks and and outfits and stuff were huge in Breath of the Wild. They released so many cosmetic kind of throwbacks to the old series, so you could find like Majora's mask and Minda's helmet and Tingle's full outfit and the so it was for people who like all the cosmetic costume stuff. There, that was a really uh, good thing for them. And then the second one, it was like a story expansion. So it added uh, a couple more shrines. It added uh, uh, more story, backstory for the, the four champions. And then at the very end of it, spoiler alert, if you're listening and you haven't done it yet, um, you find out that they're like, oh, hey, Link, there's a divine beast for you to pilot too. And I'm like, what? And I'm super stoked. I'm like, this is freaking, because I'm thinking like, I'm going to get like a badass like dragon thing or something. And, and then I get a little motorcycle. I'm like, all right, like, <laughs> it is what it is, but it, now I don't have to rely on my horse not hearing my call, right? So yeah, it was, it was a lot of fun. I really enjoyed the story expansion. Uh, what about you, Will? Yeah, I had a lot of fun with uh, Zelda. I tried replaying it. I just didn't have the time. It takes a lot of commitment to go back and play a game that big and immersive. Um, I didn't fully get into the newest DLC. I 
So I haven't gotten the, the motorcycle yet. I do want to go back and visit that. So hopefully uh, after the next little shift of work that I've got going right now, I might go back and uh, get some replay value out of Zelda. You got to go back and finish Assassin's Creed first. <laughs> Assassin's Creed, Shadow of Mordor. Shadow of War. Uh, Shadow of War. If you haven't finished Shadow of Mordor, then... <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, we we got a lot of games on the go. I haven't finished Tiny Metal yet, and I really want to finish that. You haven't even started that game. I'm two hours in. Oh, okay. Well, you started. Oh, that's good. <laughs> yeah. Um, made a character. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He, made, <laughs> he has his name selected. <laughs> uh, one one other um, franchise that did DLC pretty good was uh, the Grand Theft Auto series. That was really good. Um, Red Dead Redemption. They. I like. I like. A, they add. They went back. They added guns, missions, new cars. Um, you know, a little more than cosmetic adds more hours to the gameplay. I think I thought they did a great job. Well, with um, with Grand Theft Auto Five, like that game sold a ridiculous amount of copies on launch, and the and and the and the funny thing is the multiplayer wasn't even ready yet. Like it was just the single player, and it was this, this huge world. Um, I liked how you can play three different characters. Uh, the, the personalities all, for all three of them were really good. Trevor is just hilarious. Um, my favorite scene from Trevor is like the first two missions you do with him, where <laughs> you find him in the trailer. Oh, that's that's just too funny. And uh, and then at the end, it just gives you an actual choice as to how the game's supposed to end. So like I, that game gave you so much different choices. Huge sandbox area. It was it was a fantastic game. And then the online came and just like exploded, and it was fantastic. Have you played much of? Uh, well, I guess you haven't because you're Xbox. But the, the online for Grand Theft Auto was is amazing. All the stuff they're adding, the bank heists. Like, I thought that was really cool too. Is like in single player, you had like I think three or four main heists. They incorporated that into the online. Uh, that, that's like see, that that's really fun. You said because uh, probably not because he's Xbox, but you do realize like the online oh. was also available for like multi uh, platform, right? Yeah, I know. Cross platform now. Yeah, so it came out. It was exclusive, wasn't it? Yeah, no, no, man. You, lo- you the stripes you earned in the last yeah, podcast. Uh, we're stripping those away yeah, now. <laughs> so, uh, but yeah, the um, uh, online. I played a little bit of it when it first launched, and I I personally didn't enjoy it, but I didn't really invest enough time into it to to take everything that I had to offer. Um, well, I'm not going to mention names because I'm sure he doesn't want me to. We're probably going to have him on a po- on an upcoming podcast, so then we'll introduce him. But we do have a work colleague that has heavily played Grand Theft Auto Online and has spent probably, he as in his words, at least $3,000 actual mo- uh, our money on cars. Is that Muscles? <laughs> Mark, muscles is not... Uh, playing that and i do you really see him spending that much money he, he spent five hundred dollars on bottle service like after he got paid that was like half his check just bottle service that seems more like his thing but that not on a game now the one i'm talking about is uh one of our uh, lx homies ah uh, oh yeah okay we're yeah. gonna have him up on a pre, uh, an upcoming one so we can talk about that because i remember him telling me uh last year that he just started selling some of his cars uh, so he can make some money. <laughs> so, like, doesn't he have a family? Like, That's probably why he had to sell the cars. <laughs> the wife's cracking the whip. He told... 
he told me he had um a, a literally a four story like a building that was just full of vehicles. Listen, this is in the game, right? This in isn't in <laughs> real life. Yeah, I just rented a complex. I can't control my car purchasing problem. It's just it's he's making too much money. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so he's selling. So he's selling the cars. What well, you know? What he's selling them for? Well, I literally I thought it was because he needed money, to maybe because he's got a wife and a kid and dog. But no, he said he needed to buy another car, and it was more expensive. <laughs> oh yeah! Wow. Yeah, priorities, right? Three thousand. Yeah. Thousand. Well, I mean, there's. I mean, we have a sense of what three thousand is, but some kid that just stole his mom's credit card, like we were talking about last time. He's like, yeah, I'll just buy $10,000 in loot boxes. Just total rando. <laughs> rando RGBS. I got a new grip suite. Nice. Good stuff. <laughs> so. Hey, Mark, if you see any uh, unnatural uh, purchases on your credit card, don't think anything of it. It's not like I, I use your card. <laughs> yeah. Um, I, uh, anyways, moving on. Uh, why don't we move on to loot boxes here? So, you guys have played a lot of Battlefield 2. Battlefront 2, because I haven't, because I don't want to. Uh, <laughs> so, yeah, l l how was the loot box situation in that game? And, man, I guess in... Yeah, we'll just start with you, Mark. Uh, the loot boxing, I was not a fan of that system. Um, what was crappy about it was you had to... You, you needed that to level up your guys. So they give you a bunch of collections. You can get Vader. You can have you, you have your three main assault classes. But to get them any good, you had to buy. You had to play. You had to get the points, and you had to open up these loot boxes and hope that you got your card that you wanted. So I, I really wasn't a fan. I mean, you also could just buy the card, but it took it took so long. You had to play so many games. So um, fun game, but that really needed to get looked at. Now, if we're talking about the loot boxes in Battlefront, Mark and I have spent tons of hours on that. We've kind of like grown out of it right now. And I, I thought you were gonna say you spent tons of money on that. I was gonna be like, really? No, um, but I was gonna touch up that on, on that as well. Um, Mark never got the chance, but I played the uh, the beta for Battlefront uh, Two, and it was ridiculous. Like they had to change quite a few things, and the outrage that the fans and the gamers gave against uh, Dice and EA pretty much caused what the loot pro, uh, box comp controversy is now but basically what happened is during the beta the prices of Darth Vader Luke Skywalker and whatnot are almost double of what we are paying now so when and then the loot boxes so people were thinking oh well we're gonna have to spend so much money or we're gonna have to play this game for hours on end to unlock our favorite characters now, what happened is all that controversy forced DICE to literally take out purchasing those loot boxes with actual cash. Well, yeah, they should because that's like the main part of it is getting these cards that you need to level up your characters. So that's, a, that's, that's crap. You should not have to pay for these loot and then just hope that you get it like. I'm glad they at least took that out and kept it free because like it it's not working now. Yeah, I'm kind of done with these pay to win <laughs> kind of games too. So, um, I haven't. I the only money, uh, the only game I've ever spent actual money on 
was Clash of Clans, and I know that's not a real game, let's be honest. It's a mobile game. <laughs> but, I mean, I, I've literally played that game every day for, like, five years. But Because you need to invest so much time in it to actually do anything. Side note, I have a buddy, I'm not going to name any names, but I have a buddy who maxed out his credit card on Clash of Clans. It was, like, five grand. Uh, it was pretty bad. But he had the sickest base, the sickest setup. No one could mess with him. But, yeah, after five grand. I've been playing the game for five years, and I'm just now incorporating strategy into anything. <laughs> like, I, I I, was just like, oh, yeah, I'll just throw, like, you know, all, all balloons. I'm just going to go all balloons and <laughs> attack a base of all balloons. But, uh, yeah, but I've only spent, like, maybe 20 bucks in five years. Like, that's really good <laughs> compared to everybody else. But, yeah. You're too cheap. Well, yeah, because, you know, I have all this, like, stuff so we can record the podcast. That costs money, too. So, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, so we're going to talk about loot boxes, and we touched up on this on a previous podcast. Um, a $60,000 skin was recently sold from Counter-Strike. Literally, just a skin, you know, not nothing too special. Now, if we're talking loot boxes, do you guys think instead of being able to sell your per- your whatever your random rewards for spending actual money... Now, do you think you should be able to sell your items or should they be banned to your account? What are your thoughts? Well, I mean, if they're like a super rare item, then yeah. Because, I mean, that's... There's two big problems with loot boxes and one of them is it's RNG, like completely RNG and you're spending money blindly like you're at a casino. I'd rather go to a casino because your chances of getting anything are more than what you get out of loot boxes, it seems. But yeah, the bound to your account just kind of eliminates that whole kind of hostile um, takeover, I guess. Uh, you're like, hey, little hey, little boy, yeah, I have a nice shiny, you know, legendary rifle here, you, you know, for ten thousand dollars, and then boom, done, right? So. But see, the problem that we're having now with loot boxes, and you touched up on this on the video since we couldn't uh, previous uh, record due to a, a snowstorm that kind of hit us out of nowhere, is a lot of, um, I think there's a couple countries now, and I know there's some states in um, the states that are trying to uh, ban loot boxes, and they're being considered as gambling. Now, talking as getting the items bound to your account or reselling them. Now, is that not the point... Of, is that not where the problem of their classifying it as gambling is you spend say five bucks on that crate, you get something that you can sell now for say 5,000. Uh, yeah, that's, I mean, if you got an item that good, that's like, you got some good luck. You need to quit buying loot boxes and go and play in blackjack or something. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> Um, yeah, that's, I, I, I think that that should be moderated for sure, because that's not a, that's not something that's, that's not why we play video games. We don't, we don't, you know, if you're playing video games to make money, you're a pro, you know, playing competitively or you're a streamer or whatever. Right. Well, like, like you said too, that just having a bound to your account just completely eliminates that. Yeah. I think, um, there's going to have to be some drastic changes to loot boxes. I don't think ESRB and, Everyone else is taking it as serious as it is because anyone has access to loot boxes, especially if they have access to their parents' credit cards. Now, we've talked about this before as well, as it, and you just mentioned, as a child spending $10,000. Now, what happens in the long run of kids later on having access to that money, right, 
but their parents gave it to them willingly. Say, oh, you know what? Here's uh, 20 bucks. You can buy a couple crates or whatever it is. And they find something that's super rare that they can sell. But but they're, uh, you know, they're underage. Like, where do we draw the line? Like, are we trying to teach kids and younger children the aspects of gambling? Like, what, what what's going on? Is that why it's considered gambling is for the fact that you could find something? Because I honestly don't have a big, I don't really care. Like, it's fine. Like, I don't have a problem with loot boxes. If you're, if you want to spend your money or if you're not smart enough to tell your child, no, you can't spend that kind of money, then that's your own thing. But is that where the problem is coming in now is because kids are getting this and then trying to flip items or... Well, I think the problem comes into many different situations. It's not that I don't know too many stories of kids trying to flip the items, but it's literally that the kids have access to that. Now, RNG in before now was literally, you know, you'd go, say, to a casino and uh, you'd play a round of the slots. You know, it's random what you get. You can kind of make your odds better if you know to stop it in time. But in a loot box, you buy what you you buy literally whatever that code decides to give you at that instant that you open it. Yeah, I, I get what you're saying. I just I don't really see where the gambling comes in. I mean, paying money to get some crap. Yeah, but you kind of you expect you know what you're getting, right? Well, well, but they kind of don't like they're kids, right? Like they don't understand the the consequences of spending ten thousand dollars because they're kids, right? Like, like if I go to the casino and I'm like, okay, I'm only going to spend twenty bucks. When I lose my twenty bucks, I walk out, or, or you know, a, a non addict sensible person would do that. Uh, but these kids are just like, yeah, I just want more and more stuff, and it, they're not. It's not their money, right? So it's like you know, if your parents give you five hundred bucks, so you're just going to be like, oh, right. Oh no, no, I get that, and that's, that's that's probably the worst part of it is like parents need to have like a I guess more watchful eye and stuff like that. But I just don't understand why it's considered gambling. I I don't know how else to explain it. I mean, the slot machines are kind of the perfect, um, the perfect uh, metaphor, I guess. I mean, just replace slot machine like just replace loot boxes with slot machines. It's the same thing, except you the, there's one less step. You you don't have to pull the lever or push the full you know max bet button. You just push okay spend five dollars and then it's like hey here's your three grips that you already have and your (laughs) whatever right now like as rodney said we're a little older we're more mature we probably had money problems we know how to manage it now if we go in and we have our set thing we're only gonna like he says i'm going in i've got 20 bucks after i lose that 20 bucks i'm done now a kid doesn't know that. I know, like, I didn't know that when I was a kid, and I'm going to tell it truthfully. If I was in this generation growing up, and my mom gave me, say, 40 bucks for my birthday, and I used from her credit card, right? But she added it to my account, and I bought those crates. I'm literally doing what we're talking about as an adult going to a, to a casino. Okay, well, let me put it to you this way. What parent is going to give their young kid a credit card or a credit card number or anything like that. Like you're going to be okay. Like it'd be prepaid, obviously. Exactly. 
But, you know, what happened to the time where kids just took money and went and bought candy from a store? Like, why are we buying loot boxes? Like, come on, I bought, like, Popeye candy sticks and pretended I was smoking and the 25-cent candies. Man, that was my jam when I was a kid. That Those cigarettes, uh, the, yeah, I know it's a gum you're talking about. That was good stuff. Yeah, like, <laughs> I don't re- really remember spending my money gr- as a kid. If I got rewarded for doing chores or something, it went to uh, the grocery, not the grocery store, but <laughs> the, the candies, you know, uh, Warheads, uh, Popeyes. Um, I don't remember what they're called, but maybe you guys can help me out. But those uh, sour little lollipop things, they're like the push rings. Yeah, that, those those were those were really good. Oh, is those the ring pop things? Uh, well, they're the ring pops, yes. But do you remember those ones you used to be able to throw a little uh, like sh- sh- um, oh, sweetness on and dips? push it up? Yes, those are so. Oh, good. Yeah, I yeah. Those. There we go. Uh, yeah. Getting back to the the loot loot boxes, though. I just at the end of the day, I don't know why people like, especially if it's like if it's not enhancing your game, if it's not like making you deal more damage or giving you ability points i just don't really see the oh my god i have a new hat to wear oh my god or do you see that necklace like it's so cool like i just at the end of the day i don't really see why people like spend so much money on on like little things that really don't make you any better in the game all right mark um i'm probably gonna throw us both under the bus here since uh we've talked i've uh, Talked about it with uh, Rodney here and our viewers. Uh, We're big right now on uh, you and I on uh, Elder Scrolls Online. Now, here we go. I'm throwing us under the bus. We both literally bought houses. Those cost us almost $50. Those are vital. Uh, You can do a lot of stuff with them. You can put crafting tables and anything. Like It's not just like, oh, I have a new robe to wear. And well, like I, I knew this was going to happen into a debate. You're just not going to justify what we spent. So yes, we have both spent fifty dollars on a house. We have bought. This is real world money. Real right? world money. Like okay. you had to buy in-game crowns, so we have to spend our money. So probably fifty bucks on. And we both bought our own houses. Like you know what? We can't live together, right? Man, in what world is a house $50? (laughs) Virtual. (laughs) But then as well, uh, they have loot boxes. Um, I'm pretty sure I spent about $140 on their uh, flame crates right now, and I'm pretty sure Mark did as well because he screwed up once. And instead of buying uh, one package of 29, he ended up buying 1,200 crowns. I'm going to fix that. I I ended (laughs) up buying more I bought more crowns. I didn't buy any of those. I didn't buy 50 loot loot boxes. Yeah, you did. No, I didn't. I bought the crowns for the loot boxes. There you go. But I didn't. I bought too many crowns. I didn't buy the loot. I bought the loot boxes. <laughs> yes, I bought some loot boxes. I just but like- I, I have not spent nowhere near as much money as you. Uh, <laughs> I, I, I like how you started that whole thing as oh I'm gonna fix this. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, but but uh, all, we can all agree that ESO, is, uh, Elder Scrolls Online, has their DLC. Like the loot, the loot boxes are garbage, <laughs> but the DLC they have out, the houses, everything you can actually purchase. Because I like I said, I don't have a problem spending money for things that are gonna like be useful in the game. Now, going on to that, and we can go back to loot boxes in a second, but I want to touch up on another thing, is there is, in DLC world, there is loot boxes, and then there is microtransactions. Now, what we literally spent our money on, that would be considered a microtransaction. We knew what we were buying. 
Loot boxes, you don't. You're literally opening um, a random chest. You can't... You'd never know what you're going to get. I think microtransactions are a little safer because, yes, some games will gouge you for those items. Uh, Oblivion, anyone? Hey, uh, horse armor? <laughs> but... Other than that, if you know what you're buying, you're not really going to get as bad of uh, a choice that uh, you could if you buy loot boxes. I remember I spent, uh, like he said, uh, throwing me back under the bus. I spent more money than him. And uh, I, in like one uh, 15 crates I bought, I literally got nothing but garbage. And it was a waste of money. Well, you know, the worst part is when you're... Uh when you get a loot box and then you get something like I'm gonna use Shadow War as an example. Like I didn't spend any money on Shadow War. It was just like the free chest or whatever you get, and it's like, oh, you got a legendary orc, and then you're just super stoked off that. And then you take him into battle and he like dies right away. So like, if I spent money on a loot crate and got like super rare stuff, and then they just like it just they die right away, I'd be like, really? Like, uh, it's it's almost worse than, you know. Now, I'm going to bring up this as well because Shadow of War did have loot boxes that you could buy with in-game money that would give you different uh, uh, different orcs. Um, I didn't spend money on that, but like you, I used the free one that you got. And my story is a little worse. Like, he didn't just die in battle. He pretty much killed himself. Like, who, like, creates these things? Like, he says he, it was a Karagor rider, but he was fatally vulnerable to Karagors. Like, seriously. Like, I brought him into battle, and then I was like, I wonder if this is going to work. And you know what? He called in Karagors, but they literally, like, after that, he died. Like, what happened? Seriously. That's another thing is the free stuff you get in chests like that, it's all garbage. (laughs) It's all, like, doesn't work. You have to spend money to get the good guy to bring into battle. Yeah, that's the marketing ploy, yeah. Yeah. Well, Shadow War was a good game, and I need to finish that. Uh, Will and I both were like on Act Three. We're like, yeah. I, I think something else came out. We just stopped playing it. Well, uh, didn't Assassin's Creed come up for both of us? Yeah, for all I of think, us, I think. I didn't. I didn't start playing Assassin's Creed until like December of last year. Yeah, I don't remember what it was. I'm betting. Well, I think it was the, like the last couple weeks of work. Uh, I remember I had my game pre-ordered. He just decided to go home and uh, download it while we're working and then get a head start on me. So, like, he got a, into it a little faster. And, you know, it's not a hard game. Once you get the mechanics under control, it's fun and easy to jump right into. It's uh, Shadow War? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, well, but, hey, I've earned the place that I'm in so I can benefit by playing video games and getting paid for it. So, so I, I never played Shadow of War. How, how was it? Was it good or... Was it? Did it get a little repetitive? Um, not really. Um, it's. I'm trying to think of a game that that you can kind of relate to. Will do you have one that's maybe on the PS line? Oh, I'm trying to think. Um, Shadow of War is kind of like a, a partially open world. Well, like a sand, not a sandbox, but a partially open world, full on like RPG. Yeah, like, your your decisions kind of matter, right? Like, cause you like I'm a Lord of the Rings fan, but I'm not like hardcore, so I don't like they know the names of the elves and all. That. Anyways, so yeah, like your main town gets attacked, and then they're like, oh, it falls to the orcs and stuff. So you basically want to 
um, try to take over as much as Mordor as possible. So you're going and you're like uh, trying to dominate orcs and, and make them join your army, and then you're just going to take over the whole. So you're like leading an army kind of thing. It was it was really cool. Because okay. like, um, as fun as it was, like that kind of like seems or like the way you guys were talking about it, it makes it seem similar to like the original Assassin's Creed, where like I kind of felt like even this last one that came out, it was kind of repetitive. Like, like there wasn't like the story was half decent, but it never really got like went deeper. Like, it was just oh, you got to assassinate all these guys, and oh wait, there's even more to do, and I got to assassinate the next tier of guys. Literally, uh, Mark, I think you uh, nailed it. We were trying to think of a game that we could uh, kind of bring Shadow of War to. And I don't know how Assassin's Creed like skipped our minds since we played. I played like every single one, but yes, it does play like that. But Shadow of War offers more of a strategic type thing because you train your orcs and you kind of have to watch out. Um, we talked about this when we had our uh, guest host Cole on here, but there's like blood brothers. So you have to be careful who you take into fight uh, combat with you. Um, there's also vulnerabilities, uh, invulnerabilities that can really make battles hard. And stuff like that. So where Assassin's Creed is more jump in, stab them, slash them, shoot them, whatever. Um, Shadow of War is a different thing. You have to be strategic with what you want to do. That sounds pretty good. Like it does sound like that offers more than and you would. Yeah, that sounds pretty good. And yeah, the important thing too is uh, if you're if you're going into a, um, a a battle, like if you're gonna fight someone who's levels like above yours like you really got to do your homework like you find a worm and you dominate them and then you can find out the weaknesses and strengths of, of different um or captains and stuff and yeah so you're like hey i need to find out who this guy is and uh yeah so then it's like oh he's weak to you know you shoot down a, a wasp nest or whatever it is and he's weak to that or he he, he he gets in a frenzy or whatever the worst the worst guys to fight were vigilant against stealth plus uh vault breaker so you could so so you could do like absolutely no stealth da damage to them at all like they would just be like oh sorry yeah you know you're on the ground you're in the fight now uh and the other one was vault breaker where you can't you can jump over them and like kind of startle them for a second and then you can start attacking them from behind but if you have vault breaker they're like nope so not vigilant or they're vigilant against stealth vault breaker and then uh i can't remember the like enraged by fire and all i had was fire weapons at the time so Another one that really um, made me uh, go angry a couple times, I don't know about you, and because it can happen like just by accident, is when they flee. Yeah, fleeing sucks. But And then you got to run through the entire town chasing them, and they're just like not <laughs> in, in any inclination going to fight back. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it's... Uh, yeah, so um, we should probably get back on the topic a little bit. Loot boxes, microtransactions... We kind of have to figure out where this generation is trying to take gaming and uh, DLC content. What do you guys? What are your guys' thoughts? Like, what are we gonna do next? Like, now we're getting into the thing where we have the Oculus Rift. We had the PS4, or the for the PS4 is the wow. I'm going a little brain dead here, but their um, their VR system. Right, the PSVR. There we go. I, I feel like the DLC for like the the VR stuff is going to be like, hey, if you pay us seven dollars, you get a thumb. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so. Oh man. How would how would um, like DLC for like VR work? Like, yeah, like 
Exactly. <laughs> I killed well. Um. Anyway, yeah. I mean, I, it's gonna be the same sort of thing where <laughs> I'm getting the thumbs up from both dudes here. Um. Yeah. Same sort of thing where it's like yeah, level expansions. Um. Uh. I mean, what's co you can't really do cosmetics. Like you can maybe get a wristwatch. That's cool, right? But um. Yeah, <laughs> I don't really know how the VR stuff's going to work, but I think that you can really tell who's out to get the money and who's out to make you, like, a ridiculously good game. Assassin's Creed Origins, like, so much work was put into that game, and everybody really cared about all the detail they put in. Like, you could, every blade of grass was, like, hand-drawn. It was just AA+. And then, yeah, games like Battlefront and, uh, and, and Destiny, there's just, like, money grabs almost, you know? Has to be said, gorgeous looking game, Assassin's Creed. Um, also, what I liked about that is that you could do the picture, the picture of the day thing there. So you'd like, I, you know, you'd be on like one of the pyramids sliding down, and then you can snap a screenshot. And if it like it was a good one, then they'd post it on the world map for other people and other players to see, which I thought was a cool aspect. Now, what I really liked, um, and it was different for Assassin's Creed is they did their research and they, a lot of historians even said like Ubisoft nailed it. Like they didn't just go half, half ass and create an Egyptian world for Assassin's Creed. They recreated Egypt for Assassin's Creed. I don't know. I haven't had a chance to try it out and I really want to. It seems like a different mode, but they've added a, um, a tour mode to Assassin's Creed. Literally, that teaches you, like, the history of Egypt. Oh, great, because the plane ticket to go to Egypt is really expensive, so that would help out immensely. <laughs> so Says the guy that makes more money than any of us. Yeah, well, I have to buy all this expensive sound equipment, like I said, so. Actually, there's one... Uh... There's one game I wanted to give a shout-out to that DLC is dropping in... April or May, I believe, was uh, South Park Fractured Butthole. <laughs> Neither of you guys probably played it. I don't know how big a South Park fans you guys are. have to say, huge fan. Huge fan of the game. Um, just like watching one whole episode and... You know, they had they actually released two pieces of DLC for it, which I thought were great. The game has... It's got everything. Strategy, the fighting system, Awesome. And the next DLC uh, is about to drop in May, so uh, that's something to look forward to. Oh, there's just so much funny content in that whole spiel. Like you, you said whole, like, and you, and you said it, and you, you said it. I and Will just say, you say what you just said again, Will. You weren't literally thinking you fractured butthole, but then you're like in the whole game, in the whole this, whole that, and I, man, you almost lost me. <laughs> yeah, just pun central over here. Um, I I I like South Park, but like I'm not like diehard watch every episode South Park, but. See, you cut, you cut, and that's the beauty of South Park is you kind of had to be because a lot of the jokes from the game were pulled right from the show, and. They did an amazing job, and if if you're a fan of South Park, you'd be a fan of the game. Um, yeah, I I will pick it up. I really enjoyed South Park Stick of Truth. Um, I I lost it when they announced that they were. Um, I don't know what happened to it. I think it was still released, but in limited editions for a fractured butthole. They were releasing. Um, ooh, I don't even remember what they're called. But literally, it was like a 
nose plugs that constant when something happened in the game it was like synced that would uh literally give you the smell of cartman's fart uh it wasn't cartman's it wasn't cartman's fault a fart it was your main characters because he had a power and he'd use other south park companions and one was like stan his his superhero's tool shed so he he takes an air compressor, sticks it up the main character's butt, and then they use his farts to power the air compressor. But uh, butters, they all they all had special fart moves, and if that was a thing, like that'd be pretty gross. I don't want to smell farts every two seconds. I'm trying to do a special ability. So VR wasn't enough. Now it's got to be like 4D, like <laughs> getting right yeah, into it to be able to smell the farts for the game to be worth it. Oh, the, oh, oh. Yeah, see, th- those kind of games don't really interest me because <laughs> I'm not really into into that myself. But uh, I mean, the g- I heard the game was good, so it was amazing. Um, going back though to Assassin's Creed, uh, another game like we've given a shout out to multiple times. I think the DLC's been delayed, but I'm looking forward to it. Um, the first one I still haven't gotten ha- uh, hang- hands on. I'm hoping to uh, after this next little piece of work that uh, we've started doing. Yeah, he's shaking his head like, "No, you're not going to have a life again this year." <laughs> Good friends I have, don't I? They just work me to death. Um, no, just me. Yeah, yeah, that's what happens when your best friend's your boss, eh? <laughs> so um, they have. You're not going to touch on um, Assassin's Creed because you'll be too busy playing Elder Scrolls. Oh wow! <laughs> it seems like he can. He's making up his mind for me. Um, but uh, I think they have another DLC coming out. We've talked about it before. Is They're going to uh, start... Bat- well, they've already started uh, battling the Egyptian gods in the, some of the free DLC. There was but- no Wind, Dra- Wind Dra- Winged Dragon of Ra in there, though, so I was quite disappointed with that. Yeah, well, yeah, that's true. I was, too. <laughs> like, that would have just made the game. Same with Obelisk and Slifer. Yeah. Can you imagine Slifer coming down on top of you? Like, and then I reveal my trap card. <laughs> well, that is Egypt, man. I, I, you just get me with like, oh man, you're gonna ruin it for me again. <laughs> but uh, they have another DLC coming out um, where you start uh, facing uh, um, big uh, scorpions and other Egyptian monsters, and I think you're battling um, uh, un- uh, reborn um, Egyptian princes. Well, there is a couple areas in uh, Assassin's Creed Origins that were like like there are areas that didn't really do much. Like there, the area specifically I'm talking about is in the very south region of um, the uh, of the map. It's it's in one of the deserts, White Sands. Uh, it's like the last yeah. region south. And I went there, and I'm like, oh, what's going on here? And there was a couple of those uh, projection things. Like when you first go into the bottom of the of Kafu's pyramid or whatever, there's that projection thing and it's like someone talking about the future and you're like what uh yeah there's more of those there's like two or three of those over at this location but there's nothing else really that was worth any time so i'm wondering if that's going to get tied in later with some dlc yeah i'm not too sure i i wouldn't be surprised um i think for the latest dlc though they created another territory if i if i i could be uh mistaken but i'm not sure i do know though what i liked about those projection things as you're talking in the future is they re-mentioned desmond i don't know if you guys remember uh, desmond he was the main character of the assassin's creed story before they decide to uh just kill him off which is that that what happened yeah 
What, when did they do that? was after three, right? In At the end of three, they uh, okay. killed him off. They made him make a sacrifice to save the world or, like, doom it. So I, I did play three. I don't remember that. Maybe I didn't finish three. Yeah, because don't you remember in Black Flag, he's dead. Because if you uh, hack all the, the computers right. in the office, you'll find them researching um, his uh, genetics. And there's a picture of his burnt body. Actually, you know what? Um, in... Um in origins there too they when you okay you know when you're not you're not the uh your assassin you're you're back and you're playing as that girl if you actually go onto the computer and look up like the files they had a lot of files on desmond too and i think i did see that picture of his burnt body there yeah um i don't know i maybe it's uh hint hint uh some clues to the future of the assassin's creed or uh a story maybe they're gonna reanimate him like who knows i wouldn't be a Opposed to it, I guess, because he was like one of my actually having a, a secondary character. I did not like. I can't remember her name, but the the girl you play as um, in Assassin's Creed Origins, I just didn't like her story at all, and like it made no sense. I feel like EA would take if EA took over Assassin's Creed, that would be a thing. Be like Assassin's Creed Zombies, and it's Desmond reanimated. Like <laughs> I, I, <laughs> I just you know what? I I'm not a big EA fan. Oh, I'm sorry to cut you off, Rodney. I, yeah, I not EA would ruin Assassin's Creed. They're good for sports. That's about it. Yeah, they've been getting a lot of bad rep in the last few years too. Like they had they released games that weren't finished, and and now they're releasing like loot crate heavy games. And yeah, you know, oh yeah. Well, even when it comes to Battlefront too, it just felt for me it was just rushed out. And it's like oh, okay, let's just pump the latest piece of crap down everyone's throat that's you know sort of fun and then let's gouge them with loot boxes now i can't say we can completely uh call out uh ea for not really uh, doing too much because they have developed some great games now you're forgetting dice is a huge company yes they didn't maybe do battlefront as well as they should have but you are are, yeah wait hold on no yeah battlefront yeah, Battlefront. Um, but if we're going back, they made a masterpiece of Battlefield. Every Battlefield I have played, I have thoroughly enjoyed. Like, and that is an EA title. That is a DICE title. We can't just thrash EA. Well, everybody has their best franchises. And yeah, Battlefield is probably EA's best franchise. Um... I was never really a battle battlefield fan. I was more, I was more on the other side of COD. Yeah, obviously the best battlefield game was I think Battlefield One. Did you get a chance to play it well? Because you you were you were working. I, I mean, I got time off and I just played it for like a month straight. And then you were working pretty hard, so you could play with me. I haven't picked it up yet. I'm hoping to maybe get around to it. But like you said, I just keep getting a backlog. <laughs> I don't know if it's ever gonna like disappear. I still have games in plastic. Like, that's just how bad it is. All right, so uh, running out of time here. Um, so last thing to say about loot boxes. Mark, we'll start with you. Um, yeah, don't really, don't mind them. I mean, I wish they kind of gave you more than just cosmetics. Um, and I kind of wish even like the cosmetics ones you do want, I wish that they would come up more than they do. I guess was my only thing about loot boxes. What about you, Will? 
something has to change. I do understand there is problems here, but there is good and there is bad in loot boxes. We just have to see what we can do with it. All right, everybody. Thanks a lot for listening to the VGN podcast. Let us know your thoughts on our Facebook page, our Twitter page, and anything else you're into these days. Also, uh, check us out on Patreon where uh, your donations will give you some early access to stuff. And uh, once we launch the store very soon, uh, you'll get a discount at the store based upon your donation level. And, uh, yeah, just uh, we'd love to hear from you guys uh, how the show's doing. Uh, We do polls every week. We do questions every week. So, yeah, get on the social media pages. Let us know what's going on. But uh, until then, we are gonna. What, uh, what do you think? What do you think our next topic is gonna be about, Will? What, what, what are you thinking? I think we're gonna uh, talk about some fighting games. Uh, not personally one of the biggest things, but I think we can have some fun. Yeah, yeah. And then and then uh, after that, maybe uh, we'll uh, Mark can you know really flex his muscles and talk about uh, some sports games with us. Yeah, going back into the EA franchise, but we'll talk about some Madden, maybe some little NHL and some NBA. And then later this month, we're going to throw some Sea of Thieves right in your face. All right, guys. Thanks a lot. See you all in the next one. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50 luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. The secret to visibly firmer, summer-ready skin is here. Osea's number one best-selling Andaria Algae Body Oil. Clinically proven to instantly improve skin elasticity and transform dull, dry skin to silky, soft, and unbelievably glowing. Rich yet never greasy, Andaria Algae Body Oil is formulated with sustainably sourced seaweed to help replenish the skin's moisture barrier and seven nourishing active botanical oils for results you can see and feel all over. The best part? It's signature scent. A blend of freshly squeezed grapefruit, cypress, and mango mandarin transports you to sun-kissed summer days. This all-natural scent is unforgettable. Everything Osea makes is clean, vegan, cruelty-free, and climate-neutral certified, so you never have to choose between your values and your best skin. Get healthy, glowing skin for summer with clean, vegan skincare from Osea. Get 10% off your first order site-wide with code GLOW at oseamalibu.com. That's O-S-E-A Malibu.com code GLOW.